Isn't it time to stop surviving and thrive? Today, I want to speak to you about finding your strength during times of difficulty, and it usually comes from places you wouldn't expect, but it's right there in front of you. So stay tuned and let's get started. Hi, my name is Kirby English, and you're listening to the True Success Podcast. My goal is to help you find true success by helping you live a rich and satisfying life, a life full of happiness and meaning, and becoming a pillar of your community. This podcast is designed to inspire you to write a new narrative, revolutionize the way we live, and create a ripple effect that resonates with future generations. Look at all the events that have taken place in humanity's history. You might be surprised that we are able to adapt to get right here, right now. We are resilient and adaptive. We're in no better time or position than right now. The planet we live in, it couldn't be designed any better, right, for us so that we not just survive, but thrive. We have so much more knowledge and advances than any other time in history. You are much better off now than any other person since the beginning of man. But thriving does, does need an individual effort. It takes work. And this is clear if you take a look at our recorded history. Everyone must take part and work together. We have populated every aspect of the world and continue to overcome everything thrown at us. Earth has everything we need and is very generous with its resources. Though life can be wild and harsh and sometimes unforgiving, the one thing yet to master is ourselves. If we do not, we may not thrive or even survive our time here. We will be our own downfall like so many other civilizations that have come before us. Even though the world we live in is a paradise, we still have to cultivate it and preserve it. We've perfected agriculture, manufacturing, and learned to thrive when many other ancient civilizations perished. So why should we continue to push the bar even higher? Because the planet is also living and changing, we must continue to create ways to preserve the opportunity for future generations. Work and labor is a responsibility, and we have to maintain the benefit that we have now for future generations. We should execute our work with a purpose and also learn to enjoy it. Work is a gift that we should all take pleasure in. It's not something that we should do as self-serving. It's, it's more about the passion and the duty that is necessary for you to thrive in this ever-changing environment. Are you upset that maybe Congress over the last few days hasn't been doing anything? They've been at home. You know, you're upset with these civic leaders, and many people are out there fighting for their well-being, their homes, their jobs, 
their way of life. Some probably are struggling to put food on the table. They're putting, judges are putting business owners in jail while criminals are being set free. There's a lot of controversy out there today, but maybe you're looking for help in all the wrong places. Leaders come from unlikely places in times of global crisis. Oscar Schindler was an unethical man. He was a wicked man down to the marrow of his bones. And Oscar was also an alcoholic, smoked, cursed, cheated, traded on the black market, and even was a member of the Nazi party. But when Germany invaded Poland in 1939 at the start of World War II, Oscar went to Poland to get rich as a war profiteer. He then collected information and before or prior to and during the war. And he gave that information to the Nazi party to help them with their cause. So you see Schindler, he took a family's apartment and then he used bribes to own a Jewish factory. And he converted, right? He converted that factory to make war munitions supporting the German war efforts. And then he paid a bunch of Jewish workers slave wages. Over 1,700 people worked there. And over 1,000 of them were Jewish workers. And when he saw what was going on with the deportation of Jews to concentration camps, something inside of him changed. He began to spend his money and protect the Jews from certain death. And using a combination of diplomacy, flattery, bribery, he saved over 1,000 Jewish lives. It is one of the acts that he just won, just one, that he did for the Jewish underground during World War II. And after living an evil life, Schindler transformed, and he became a leader to the Jewish people. He was honored in 1960, where he was invited to plant a tree in Israel, and they also built a memorial in his honor. And after the war, he went bankrupt. He failed a business several times, and each time was bailed out by the Jewish people. After he died in 1974, he was buried in Jerusalem on Mount Zion. Now, you might feel like your life is hopeless right now, and there is so much uncertainty out there. Even during some of the worst global tragedies, leaders emerge and provide hope. There is no evil in this world that we cannot overcome. Leaders in the time of crisis come from very unlikely places and they forge forward in the face of adversity. Writer Herbert Steinhaus wrote that Schindler's exceptional deeds stemmed from just yet elementary sense of decency and humanity that are sophisticated, age seldom and sincerely believes in. Do you want to achieve your goals despite the current setbacks? Isn't it time to see things through, those things that you are passionate about, even if everyone else is focused on COVID-19? Now, I realize that many of you were doing extremely well before the pandemic and that the economy was on fire and there was really nothing to fear. Unemployment was very low, money was flowing through companies, and then 
everything came to a screeching halt due to COVID-19. You may be working from home. Not sure if you're going to get laid off. Many people have been laid off. You may not have any income coming in. You were looking for employment opportunities, but that seems to have dried up now. You hang on to hope that Congress is going to borrow more money to bail out more people in other industries. While we all have our distrust for politicians, sometimes it appears they spend more time scheming against each other than actually serving the people that they were elected by. I want to share a story of one politician who wouldn't give up. He was tenacious about his passion and his goals. And when he finally got things done, he created a ripple effect across the globe. William Wilberforce came from a wealthy merchant family and was born in 1759, long time ago. After his father passed, he went to live with his aunt in a Methodist home, and she emphasized social reform, including eradicating slavery. Now, he actually knew John Newton, who was a former slave ship captain who had also written the hymn Amazing Grace. And William returned home uh, after some time to go to college at Cambridge University. And there he was elected to Parliament. Wilberforce wanted to clean things up and began attacking, drinking, and gambling. He believed his behavior hurt the poor. And then was introduced to anti-slavery activist Thomas Clarkson. And Thomas unveiled the dreadful conditions of slave transport. And so in 19, or I'm sorry, in 1791, William sponsored a bill to eradicate slave trade. And that bill was defeated because harbor cities relied on slave trade for income. And years went by, and Wilberforce's bill kept being defeated. And he delayed his proposal for almost a decade because the British war with France broke out. And that lasted almost 10 years. And then he finally got approval for a smart anti-French law, which actually damaged the income of the slave trade. It was 16 years after he introduced his first bill, the opposition was low on money, and now public opinion was against slavery. And that law was passed successfully. This one event that he worked on for 16 years ended 400 years of slave trade in England. And it wasn't long after that, the United States of America banned slave trade. Now I know that fairness and justice will always prevail. It's one of my values that I really hold close to myself and is actually a very dangerous iceberg of mine as well. Now, I have a hard time staying in my seat and keeping my mouth shut when I hear people being oppressed, even leaders wielding some abusive power without regard to how it affects other people. William Wilberforce was a regular guy that acted on behalf of an oppressed nation or people, his nation and the globe. Do you have what it takes to take up your sword for something that you care about for 16 years, just like Wilbur? What inspires you and ignites the passion inside? How do you impact your family 
your workplace, in your community, in a time like we are today? How can you use your intellect and creativity to gain ground on the things that you care about? Are you afraid to risk it all? Have you been affected by this global pandemic? Are you afraid of starting over? What if I told you, you are not starting over? You see, I want you to check out Phil Vischer's story. Phil was the brain behind Big Idea Productions. And in one year, he sold over 7 million videos and had revenues of $44 million. The company grew and was about to release his first theatrical feature film in 2002. But it got into some trouble. A move to Chicago caused some delays, some unforeseen building conditions, and some lengthy zoning battles. They also began to have management and financial issues that started to pile up on them. And the final blow was a lawsuit by Hit Entertainment. And in 2003, Big Ideas Productions had to declare bankruptcy. They auctioned off the company uh, to classic media. But Phil Vischer was still happy. He, like one-third of the boys who grew up in America without a father, Phil had a big desire that he was going to create a positive message that strengthened families. A lot because of growing up without a father. He wanted to see that for other people. And he caused himself so much stress from trying to get this to work that he began to have medical problems that got worse and even worse. And the harder he tried, the worse they got. And that's when the company tanked. And he had to start letting go of his people and the company. And he also considered most of them family. It might be a familiar story with a lot of people today who are being furloughed. Now, I've been reading in a book called Maturity. A few weeks ago, I ran across this paragraph. What if, for example, the answer to our question, what does God want me to do and why, has more to do with his purpose in others' lives than in our own? And what if his purposes for us are different from the plans that we have for ourselves? It would be foolish for me to sit here and tell you that everything will return to normal after this pandemic. Many small businesses on Main Street have chosen to close their doors. People will lose loved ones. Jobs will dry up. Homes will be lost. And families will go into debt. It will take time to restore confidence in this country. When Many are so much in a state of fear. But can you be okay with losing it all with one pitch and toss of the dice? Like Rudyard Kipling says in the poem, if, and start again without mentioning your losses. After the fall, Phil Vischer had a two-year sabbatical. He then began to film uh, productions again. And started making positive messages to strengthen families. Remember, that was his initial goal. Mr. Vischer established boundaries around himself so he could stay focused and centered. He created many productions, wrote a book, and then created a podcast. And a year ago, 
he is now back with his old partner doing voice work on the VeggieTales series, which earned him almost $44 million before. And during these times, or times like these, you need endurance and you need patience. And you cannot see the end of the tunnel, but we can try to visualize it as best as we can. So I want you to hold on to that image that you have. Now, sometimes it's slow, and you also need to find your strength to help you endure the long road that is ahead of us. Your life is more about the transformation than you realize. There is hope in that because, as you can see with Phil, he is doing what he's always wanted to do. He is experiencing happiness and health. He's making positive messages to strengthen families. He's found his purpose in making those positive messages to enhance families. And he's also done what we all hope here to do, and that's to create a ripple effect. Now, have you heard of some crooked business practices lately? Let's talk about the other side of business. Have you ever been questioned about another person's conduct? Have we all seen some wrongdoing during this crisis going on? I'm sure we all have. During times like these, there are unethical and shady business practices going on. One of two things happened here, and that's either fear sets in or greed takes over. Now, two examples that I've personally come across in the last week have been a realty company started raising the rent on their customers immediately after the nation went on a stay-at-home order. An interesting timing that they made that decision when they did. And then a grocery store about the same time raised their prices about one-third of the original price. The timing of these things makes it all too suspicious and makes you kind of raise an eyebrow. These examples remind me of a movie that I had seen once called The Firm. And it's a legal thriller with Gene Hackman and Tom Cruise, and it's about some corrupt business practices. Mitch McDeer starts working at Bendini, uh, Lambert, and Lockheed, which we'll call BL&L, in, in an accounting law firm, is which is what it was. And the, the firm commands an absolute loyalty, stringent, confidentiality, and charges outstanding fees. This is created to help wealthy clients avoid taxes. They do this by hiding cash in offshore shell corporations. And when Mitch passes the bar exam, he begins working all these crazy hours for the firm. And then on a trip to the Cayman Islands, Mitch is set up. He gets seduced by a local woman. He cheats on his spouse, and the entire thing gets photographed. They want to keep Mitch quiet about the firm's biggest client, the Moralto Mafia family. And then the FBI approaches Mitch for evidence that can really bring down the Moraltos and BLNL. He has two choices. He can either stay silent and go to jail with him, or he can break attorney-client privilege and get disbarred. Of course, this could be a life-or-death situation, too. He's actually dealing with the mafia. 
most of us have never worked for villainous employer. You may have seen some crooked businesses um, and it goes to show you how much there's a desire for power and obsession for money. And that can bring the worst out of people. And in every environment, you are challenged to do the hard right over the easy wrong. And staying true to who you are and your values in the workplace may not get you a higher income or even a lot of votes. But the impact that you will have will be even more significant. Leaders do what's right when it isn't popular. They look out for the best interest of their stakeholders. And that's today's message. Don't forget to give us a review and smash that subscribe button. I'm Kirby Ingalls, and it's been a pleasure, and I'll see you next time.